from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. No-name companies out in wherever, just all over the Midwest, all over the South. Companies you've, of course, never heard of, people you've never heard of, maybe some of them are cable access stars, whatever. What is their version of a Jim Henson set? What is their version of Sesame Street? That's a huge part of everything is terrible is that it's all media is tricking you. All media is lying to you in some way. People seem to enjoy this. I don't get any of this whatsoever. Have fun. (laughs) Everyone seems to be having fun. Is everyone okay? I think is a big question. When people come to our shows, it's like, are all these people, you know, doing all right? I'm Sarah Fenske. The art collective Everything is Terrible comes to Off-Broadway this weekend. The group gained online fame more than a decade ago for its work cobbling old clips of found footage into something new and darkly funny. Everything Terrible is still at it with a new show called Kids Club. The collective stitched together a stream of unrelated clips and images, drawing on children's television from the 1980s, 90s, and aughts. Some of these clips appear on screen for just a fraction of a second, leading to surreal connections. Witness this excerpt, which starts with a scene from a 1990s educational video discussing the dangers of the internet. Hi, Tom. What you doing? Hey, Cassie. I don't know. Just chilling. Is something bothering you? Sort of. Like what? Well, it's not easy for me to talk about it. What? I was surfing the net last night, and I saw some things. Good play. Before you watch this video, you have to promise to never go near a bulldozer or any earth-moving machine. Unless you are with your mom or dad. You promise? Yes. You promise? Yeah. Promise? Yeah. You promise? Yeah. You promise? Yeah. Promise? Mm-hmm. You promise? Yeah. You promise? Yeah. All right. What's up with you? Earl, can we? Tonight, we make history. And that is from the new feature-length video compilation, Kids Club. It's a scene that combines at least nine different kids' videos. It also features two extremely creepy purple puppets. Now, you're probably wondering how they do that or maybe why they do it and how it then becomes a live show. Well, Everything is Terrible co-founder Dimitri Simakis is here to explain. He's also known as Ghoul School. But you know what? I'm going to call him Dimitri. Dimitri, welcome. Hello, Dimitri is just fine. How are you? <laughs> I appreciate you humoring me on that. So, Dimitri, this whole project started as a blog back in your days at Ohio University. What kind of stuff were you guys posting? You know, it for some reason, the OU connection keeps coming up. But really, we just met. We, uh, My friends and I just met there. We really just got it going after the fact. Many years later, we were living in Chicago. And throughout the years, we'd been collecting tapes, going to thrift stores, garage sales, that sort of thing. A lot of video stores were going out of business around this time, so it just felt like, oh, we have to have it. we got to collect it all for some reason, this worthless garbage that we just need it. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot, n- n- not a lot of it was familiar to us either. Some of it was, okay, an anti-drug t- 
tape that maybe we saw years ago, whatever. But a lot of it just kept coming up of, wait, this movie was only put to video in 1988. There's no, you know, history of it, really. There's very little information online. We need to preserve this to kind of become the archivist of this era. Hmm. And so then it became an obsession, uh, uh, an unhealthy obsession, where we've just been collecting thousands and thousands and thousands of tapes since then, ingesting them and trying to make sense of them, really, by making these movies, putting out these live shows, uh, putting out daily posts for the last 15 years now almost. It's crazy. It's just endless. So, yeah, you're not just archiving these old videos, which would be a strange enough project in and of itself, although, hey, maybe somebody's got to do it. But you're really you're you're putting together a series of very short edits and kind of piecing them together in interesting ways that kind of illuminate some shared themes. When you're putting this stuff together, do, do you think of this as, as sort of having a plot? Yes. So that was a big goal for us in when we made our first movie in 2009. We thought, can we, okay, we've been collecting this stuff. We've been putting up on the internet, you know, uh, YouTube's a new thing at this time. This is great, but it doesn't feel permanent enough for us. We wanted something physical, something that would, you know, last beyond just whatever website we're putting it up to, which, you know, bloggers not too popular anymore. So <laughs> you, were, um, you saw the future there and you were ready. We for saw it. the future there. Exactly. Exactly. Didn't think YouTube was be as, as big as it was. But either way, we were like, OK, how can we create a narrative out of thousands and thousands of other narratives? That was the main goal. Hmm. So, you know, at first, you know, and there's a lot of other folks who, who are doing this sort of thing with found footage where they're, they're making sort of mixtapes, movies, whatever. But we were really, really focused on plot more than anything else. So, yeah, since then, we've just been, you know, going by themes a lot of the times. We've once in 20, about 10 years ago, exactly created a all dog found footage remake of the 1973 cult classic, The Holy Mountain. But that was very important to us. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking about how this would possibly work. So you're cutting together these short clips of dogs in a way yes. that mimics the narrative of that film. 100%. Yeah, we had to make the most challenging project for us possible. And it turned out it worked. It melted our brains uh, forever. I'm still recovering from that project for and, sure. And the average person who would then sit down and, and watch that compilation, do you think they understood that was the plot of that old film? <laughs> you know, we, we tried to make it entertaining either way. We thought if you've seen the film, that's a bonus. Amazing. If you're a fan of, of Alejandro Jodorowsky's work, Fantastic. If you have no idea what that is and you just want to see a bunch of skateboarding dogs and talking dogs and just every other iteration you could possibly imagine from the Hallmark Channel and, and et cetera, um, yeah, you'll hopefully have a good time. <laughs> so I, I have to ask, after watching a bit of this and, and hearing your description of all of it, do you think this is something that is best appreciated by people who are maybe on at least low amounts of drugs? You know, it's a that's a question my mother asks me all the time, and it, it look what isn't enhanced by a little bit of drugs, but not not it's not it's not imperative. It's not it's not essential, if that makes any sense. You know, there's 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 a real preciseness to the work, and you can enjoy it. You can just let it kind of wash over you if you want it to. We have people telling us they're on psychedelics at shows. I my response is always, why would you do that? <laughs> but okay. You feel like you don't even need that, that this is – you can appreciate this without the psychedelic drugs. It, it's hopefully intense and hilarious and, and you know, thought-provoking enough where you don't need uh, any enhancement. But again, 
Who am I to judge? I have to ask, your mom is kind of asking you that question. Is she asking that because she doesn't fully get it? Or, or does she appreciate it on some levels where she's like, yes, this would be even better with just a little tote first? <laughs> no, she's thinking, if people seem to enjoy this, I don't get any of this whatsoever. Have fun. <laughs> everyone seems to be having fun. Is everyone okay, I think, is a big question. When people come to our shows, it's like, are all these people, you know... Doing all right? So I have to ask about these shows because, yeah, there's sort of two ways people can engage with your material, and they seem like they're they're quite different. This isn't as simple as just going to, like, a cinema screening of this thing that you've worked on, even though people can watch it that way and it works that way. What are you doing it to to transform it for a live show? Yeah, so another thing that was important to us many years ago was, okay, making a movie is great, making a DVD, fantastic, but – Exhibition's always been really, really important to us. Putting on a really big, ridiculous, over-the-top production besides just putting on a movie and then leaving or not even being there didn't seem right to us. We really wanted to be a part of it all the time. It felt like if we're going to do this, let's be a band. Who doesn't want to be a band? So we decided, well, we make puppets. We build these costumes. We were kind of new at it at the time. But... Ever since then, including up to now with Kids Club, the way we describe it is basically like a it's essentially an ice capade show just on a stage. It's all PG. We wanted to make a kid show. That was our goal was like, how can we make this entertaining for adults? Obviously, that's the audience. But can we make a narrative? And this is what we have been doing to sort of weave in and out of the videos. So, you know, strictly, you know, like physically speaking, it's like you get to see. A little bit of live show, a little bit of movie, a little bit of live show, a little bit of movie. It breaks itself up in a way where, again, we really want to just assault all your senses. That's a, in, that's in a great a really way to tight put it. 90 minute, yeah, that's we, we describe it as we want you to be laughing and having a good time all the while a little afraid that there might be a monster behind you. There is no monster behind you. It's more of a metaphorical one, but it's. Well, there are monsters on stage. There's monsters. There's there's puppets. Like, you would not want to be somebody who's afraid of puppets and come to this show. Oh, there's full, uh, 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 full, you know, uh, costumes, eight feet tall, dragons, wizards, teddy bears, aliens. Literally, this all happens a... In a very short amount of time, so it's a uh, it's a it's it's a good time. We hope so. But yeah, if you're if you're afraid of puppets, uh, you might want to work on that. I feel bad. <laughs> Even beyond this show, I think that's a that's a good. Even just beyond the show, yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, so if if you're feeling intrigued by this live show, we should mention everything is terrible is coming to Off Broadway. This is happening on March 11th. That's this Friday. Um, the doors open at 7 p.m. We have all those details and how to get tickets at stlonair.show. And we're talking today to Dimitri Samakis. He is the co-founder of Everything Is Terrible, which is behind this production of Kids Club. So I want to talk a little bit specifically about Kids Club. We've been talking about the whole Everything Is Terrible universe. You started working on this particular one in 2019. What did you come into this one thinking we want to do? This this wasn't a movie about dogs on rollerblades. Uh, what was this movie about? <laughs> Similar in some ways as far as who the audience, you know, who the, who these, who this content was geared to. But so our last movie we put out in 2018, that's called The Great Satan. And that was our roundup of that entire era of, you know, 80s and 90s, specifically uh, that that satanic panic, that that nonstop, you know, onslaught of media that was coming out about, oh, Dungeons and Dragons is going to destroy not only your teenager's life, but society. There are 
literal portals to hell that they are opening and we need to stop them. That was a that 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 going really deep in that world was uh, super fascinating, but also just completely uh, mind numbing. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So we wanted to sort of wipe that clean and think, OK, what is a sequel to that film in a sense? But none of the horror goopiness, you know, end of days, that sort of thing. And so we thought, well, some of our favorite stuff that we've been collecting over the years and just an endless amount of it. There is an endless amount of tapes geared towards children, which makes sense. It was a big money maker, of course. But, you know, you think of Disney and you think of like these big studios putting stuff out. But what about all of the no name companies out in wherever, just all over the Midwest, all over the South companies you have, of course, never heard of people you've never heard of. Maybe some of them are cable access stars, whatever. What is their version of a Jim Henson set? What is their version of Sesame Street? What is their version of something, you know, very evangelical or or born again or something? Who knows? There's a whole range of stuff. So we just became so fascinated with it all over the years. This made the most sense to really see, okay, if, if the great Satan is more about what you know, those people are afraid of, you know, warning signs. Well, what are those people who make this stuff? What is what are they into? What do hmm. they believe in? What what is their perfect utopian society? And the, and the way that they tell that stuff is through children, is that they're speaking to children about how the world should be, how to act. You know, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a this all that sort of uh, 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 content really kind of again, I keep saying numbs the brain or melts the brain, but it does. And so we really wanted to talk about that, how all of those, you know, messages and imagery and all that propaganda really can, can sort of, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, a lot of ways harm the brain of a beautiful human. You know what I'm saying? A child is born perfect into this world. It's the media that they're given and the, and the, and the ideology that they're given that kind of ruins them. And obviously it's meant to be a good time, but still. And, and you feel like this really was propaganda, that sort of messaging that we got in the 80s and, and the 90s that, uh, you know, how to, to be a good citizen and, and how to love God and how to serve your family. That was propaganda in the same way that we thought of what the Russians were telling their children at the time was propaganda 100 percent. that's that's a huge part of everything is terrible is that it's all media is tricking you all media is lying to you in some way can we point that out in a way that's you know psychedelic and funny but also true and also to sort of be a warning sign to say you know when we made the great satan we thought look at how silly this is not thinking at the time before we were making it oh things like QAnon are literally talking about the exact same warning signs of blood drinking and all these just just you know mind blowing ideas that you thought were you know out of out of out of like a, a fantasy book or whatever but no it's people believe it and it's they there's nothing you can do about it but yeah yeah i mean so as a former 80s kid myself i mean do you think that our generations were screwed up by this stuff is there nothing we can do about it yeah, well, I can only speak for myself, and I can tell you, yes, definitely, we're definitely screwed up from it. And as far as what to do about it, I think, I think just be really, really aware. No matter where you're getting your news or media from, I think it's important to know who made that, who's paying for it, where it's coming from, why it's being made, why it's you know why it's appealing to you. There might be like a a algorithmic reason for that. Mm. <laughs> so, so just know. 
you know, and it's really no different with things like, you know, the YouTube video that the, that it might recommend you or whatever. Just just these things are just constantly hitting you in this way that you may or may not realize. Hopefully people do. Um, but yeah, just be on your toes at all times. Be very wary of it. Be very wary. That's the takeaway from Everything is Terrible. The name is suddenly making sense here. Look, I'm thinking about the work you guys do, and this all started when these VHS tapes were everywhere. Now they're increasingly obsolete. Do you feel like, you know, there's enough footage to draw on where you're going to continue to be able to do this 10 years from now, that the kind of things people are posting on TikTok, they're here today, gone tomorrow? Yeah, that part does seem a bit overwhelming where every day hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, uh, you know, what we would call gold uh, is poured into the Internet, which we don't even know how to filter. We're so behind in that sense, you know, but we have been as as VHS. Yes, that's true. They're all kind of drying up. You know, the next phase DVDs, they're just as good. They're e- they were easier to produce in some ways for a lot of these you know, independent creators, and so that even more makes of it them? beautiful. Oh, just, you know, how to protect yourself from bullies, how to be good at school, blah, 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 blah. As far as there's actually a lot of DVD in material in Kids Club, which was important to us because after a while, if you're only going with that one era just from the 80s, it feels dated. As time has gone on, we're like, no, the mid early mid 2000s really looks the same to us in that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It all kind of blends together. So, yeah, that, that's been important to us to, to sort of widen the window there. So there is just a wealth of media out there. You guys are never going to run out of material. No, I can't I wait to hear about what you end up doing next. This is all this is quite a project and it, it continues 14 years in. Dimitri Samakis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And Dimitri, also known as Ghoul School, is the co-founder of Everything is Terrible. You can catch their show at Off-Broadway on March 11th. The doors open at 7 p.m. For more information and a link to ticketing info, just visit stlonair.show. This episode was produced by Danny Wissentowski with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.